Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome not only to episode 57 of Grow With Soul, but to the first episode of this new year and decade. I must admit to being, well, not really a new year junkie, but I do love the new year energy. Although I'm not under any illusions that the movement of a clock will suddenly make me a different person, I do relish the start of the year as a new clean page and feel empowered to decide what I write on it. I know that not everyone likes to give the new year quite so much magnitude, but for me it is a really powerful reset. So today I thought I would share my review and planning process for starting to define the shape of 2020. This episode also acts as a companion to my end of year review blog post and to my goals, mindsets and word of the year blog post. So I will link both of those in the show notes if you'd like to read them for some context too. So the first part of my end of year ritual is to do Susanna Conway's Unravel Your Year workbook which is free to download from her site and should still be available if you're listening to this at the start of January. There are also loads of other (laughs) free workbooks available that I've seen shared um, and I'm sure a quick Pinterest search will also garner some good journaling prompts for you. The reason I like to use the workbook is because it gives me external prompts to think about. Um, They usually cover things that I wouldn't necessarily consider to think about on my own. So because I tend to tunnel vision into work and business stuff, it's useful to have someone else set prompts that also cover things like friendship and health and home and just other factors that make up the rounded human existence. So it's good to take the wide bird's eye view of your life and see how everything fits together and how you want it to fit together too. As part of the Unravel workbook, I also choose my word of the year. I'm quite sure that you are familiar with the word of the year concept, but for anyone who isn't, it's about picking a word that you want your new year to feel like. Perhaps something you want to bring more of into your life, Uh, something that you want to embody, an attitude you want to embrace. This is my third year setting a word of the year. In 2018, I had steer as I had just started my business and wanted to feel in control and like I was directing the ship. And in 2019, I had fulfillment as I began the year deep in burnout and wanted to find more balance, life and, well, well, fulfillment in my everyday. So this year, my word of the year is powerful. After a 2019 which was buffeted by external factors and really sort of habitually looking outside of myself for answers, all of which I go into more detail in the end of year review blog post if you want to read that, this year I want to draw on and emanate my internal power. I want to feel grounded and aligned. I want to feel spacious and free and in tune with myself. I have this really clear 
mental picture of a kind of orange light or almost lava of power inside me that's kind of been backed up for a year and now the levels are slowly rising and I want to embody that and work from the inside out in all aspects of my life. In previous years, I tended to set my word and then I would put that piece of paper down and go off and set my goals separately, which really thinking about it now, I'm not sure why I did that. It just for some reason made sense in my head that they were two separate entities. But of course, it's hard to embody a word if all the goals and the tasks that you set for yourself weren't derived from that word in the first place. But you know, at least I'm realising eventually, right? So this year, as I worked through the Unravel workbook and other goal setting resources, which I will come on to in a minute, I was really conscious of making sure that the goals that I set were working towards the embodiment of powerful. I came at them from a place of questioning, will this help me to feel powerful? How can I make this part of my life more powerful? What do I need to do in this aspect to be more powerful? I think that having that really clear feeling and almost visualisation of the word and what it meant to me to ground myself in and to truly understand what I wanted it to do for me. This is something which incidentally I encourage in my planning kit to have a clear vision of the direction you want in your life and therefore your work to be taking. My word is very much based in the direction that I envisioned round about the end of the summer so that everything is all linking in in terms of where I want to be, how I want my life to feel like and therefore what my business needs to do and where my business needs to go in order to make that life. So after reviewing and steeping in the lessons from the old year and having them inevitably spark ideas for the new year, I start to think forwards and start to make the intentions and wishes that I thought about in the workbook into more tangible goals and tasks. So I've taken a two-pronged approach to this this year. So there's a really practical approach and a more woo approach. (laughs) So a big part of feeling powerful for me is connecting with my intuition and working much more from my internal guidance system. And the way that I find most helpful to do this is by using tarot. So I know it won't be for everyone, so just tune out if you don't want to hear about this for 30 seconds. And I also know that tarot has a very mystical side that not everybody loves, myself included. So for me, the cards are just a prop to help me journal and connect to what I really want. So I find that just journaling generally quite difficult as... I'm just too self-conscious about it. I overthink what I'm saying. I kind of imagine this notebook being discovered a hundred years from now and people reading stuff into it. I have people over my, like imaginary people over my shoulder when I'm doing it. I just can't really write truthfully when I'm just journaling. Whereas using the tarot cards and reading into the meanings and the imagery and writing about the card in a certain way helps me to really circumvent that conscious brain and get down into my subconscious or my intuition. So they're really just a catalyst to get under the surface and find out what I really think or feel about something. So if you are intrigued by tarot, I do recommend Biddy Tarot, which is biddytarot.com, as a 
very safe, very welcoming, very normal <laughs> introduction. Her mission is to make tarot more mainstream, so she does approach it in a really matter-of-fact and accessible way. But even if tarot doesn't feel like something you want to do, it might be worth looking up some spreads on a topic because generally the questions in a tarot spread are just really good prompts to journal on or just think on even without the cards. So I have the Biddy Tarot book called Everyday Tarot and I used the goal setting exercise in there where you're asked to visualise your goal and tune in with how you really feel about it and then draw cards to ruminate on questions like what do I need to release to manifest my goal? What do I need to create? What lessons do I need to master? What is possible? What are my next steps? So by the end of this exercise, um, by the end of the spread, I felt like I had a more tangible work goal that would really serve my word of the year. And that was to make £100,000 from one to many projects this year. I actually started out with a lower number than that, which, although it felt very realistic, also felt a bit boring um, and not very motivating. So although I don't think that I will quite get to the 100k mark, I feel really excited to shoot for it, which is really the main thing. As well as the tarot, I also used more traditional goal setting practices to come up with the lifestyle habits and goals that were swirling around in my mind. So a few months ago, I had Elise Blaha-Kripe, the author of Big Dreams, Daily Joys, here on the podcast, and I followed her approach of refining in from a feeling. So I had sweeping ideas of how I wanted to feel in certain areas of my life, but then narrowed into how they could be grounded in everyday actions. So, for example, the feeling of powerfulness and spaciousness meant that I needed to prioritise time for things that filled me up and connected me to myself. So I set the goals to do one thing every day that is something I just want to do for myself, to track my energy cycles and to do yoga three times a month. So this all got me to the point where I was ready to write that goals blog post that I mentioned. So I had a list of tangible habits and ideas. I've been over them all several times in different goal setting contexts to make sure that they really felt true. And I had a firm hold on what they meant to me and what I wanted them to do. It felt good. I felt confident. I felt excited. But the thing with goal setting is that it means nothing unless you actually do the work to get to the goal. So I needed to zoom in again and to start to turn the goals into individual tasks that I do on a specific day. And for that, I turned to my own planning process in the planning kit. So just to fill you in, the planning kit is a new product that I brought out at the middle to end of December. It's essentially a marketing planner. So moving from setting the direction for your business, setting goals for your business, defining the strategies you're going to use and from there planning tasks to get you moving in that direction. So it's exactly how I've been planning my marketing and my business, only set out in exercises and diagrams that make more sense than the blur in my head. (laughs) So there are exercises to help you define the strategies you can use, set goals and turn those goals into actions, as well as quarterly, monthly and weekly planning sheets and reflection sheets too. So you get both a printable version and an editable PDF so you can work through it however best works for you. So you find out more about that at simpleandseason.com forward slash the planning kit. 
So as I started to think about the actions I needed to take, I printed out the planning kit pages that deal with task planning. So they were the goal setting hierarchy to brainstorm the actions I could take for each goal, the bringing it together grid where I got clear on what strategy was suited best suited to each goal and the key tasks that will contribute to it and the Venn diagram where I analysed which of the tasks I'd listed were most efficient in that they contributed to more than one goal and therefore that I could prioritise. So finally I filled out the quarterly and monthly planning sheets so I was really clear on what my focuses are in the immediate term and what action steps are happening first and which ones I can stop thinking about and having in my head because I know they're not happening till later in the quarter. So I only plan to this level of detail really month to month and quarter to quarter because just too much shifts and changes to plan further ahead than that. So although I always know what direction I'm heading in, I don't need to plan out June now because there is just so much I don't know about what the priorities will be then. And really, that's that. So I feel that I've closed the book on 2019 now. And I've moved on from the lessons of that year and feel confident and actually really excited about 2020. I feel clear about how I want to feel in this year, where I want to direct my business and my life, but also how I want to be spending my individual days, which is quite a big one for me. So all that's left is to do it to write the task down in my planner and do each one, one at a time. There's no magic, there's no secret trick, there's just working through it all brick by brick. So I hope you'll continue to join me as I do, but much more than that, I hope that you can start laying your own bricks alongside me too. As always, any links that I mentioned will be on my website at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at simpleandseason. If you think you have a friend who would really enjoy this episode, then please do send them a link and share where you're listening online too. And until next time, I hope you grow a song.